The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey girl, hey, welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. You might know me from Sirius XM Radio. I mean, I was there for like 12 years after all. But then Howard Stern allegedly got jealous of me, so I had to leave. I was actually able to pull myself up by the bootstraps and start my own podcast, Taste of Taylor, which is now officially with Dear Media. I'm so excited to say that. Ha! So I promise you in this podcast, you're going to either learn about something, you're going to be inspired by someone that's like always coming from a perspective of like humor, then this is the place for you. I hope you enjoy this little snack. Hey guys, I'm back from maternity leave and my brain still doesn't function. So we'll see how this podcast goes. It's 2024 and I got to be honest with you. I was off social media for the week between Christmas to New Year's. I do it every year. It's my one of two weeks that I fully take off that week and then a week in the summer where like not only do I not work, so I'm not posting on social media, but I don't consume it. Like I lock the apps in my phone because I'm an addict and that's the only way I cannot open them. How sad is that? But there is an app called Focus Lock that my friend Emily told me about and it has saved me because I can't fight the fucking urge. It's embarrassing. Anyway, I was off for that week and it makes me realize, I wasn't even gonna go here, but this is where we're starting, I guess. It makes me realize how addicted I am to not only the apps, but to fill the silence with any second of downtime, my hand immediately goes to my phone and opens up Instagram or TikTok. And I would like to say, It'd be easy for me to be like, oh, well, you know, it's my job, but mm, no. A lot of the time it's consuming. That is not my job. I do not need to be doing that. And it doesn't help me. It makes me feel so much worse about myself. I am a comparative person and it's just not healthy. So anyway, I was off. I felt amazing. I realized how much more time I actually do have in a day that's just wasted. And I'm not saying I have a lot of time because I have two children right now that I'm taking care of, but... I have more time than I like give myself credit for. And you want to know what I filled that time with? Reading my novels that I love, my novellas. If you're a subscriber of my email subscription, I said, I think I included the Magnolia Park series as like a did not finish, do not recommend because I read the first one and I was like, this is weird. Why is there so many discussion about like clothing labels? It was such a toxic relationship. I just did not like it. But then my friend kept talking about it of how much she liked it. And the second one was already downloaded like on my Kindle. So when we got to Florida, I was like, you know what, F it, I'll just try it. I got so goddamn hooked into this series. It felt like a posh current day gossip girl, if that makes sense, because it's in London, why I said posh. I was fully, fully sucked in. And I'm reading the fourth one right now, but like that is what I used my free time for. And I loved every second of it. We were in Florida and it was so wonderful to, yes, still be exhausted and tired from parenting, but do all of that in the sunshine. And it made me realize how much I miss warm weather. I'm a season girl. I love all seasons. I love the winter for like a short period of time, but I also just feel my best when there is sunshine and I can just be outdoors. And having my parents there to like co-parent our kids with us because they are the most involved grandparents, like them and my in-laws, they're both the type of grandparents. They're not just there to be like, oh, let me help. And then they need to be told what to do. And they're not really actively involved, which is fine. You know, I'm not saying that they need to be all grandparents, but they are like on their 
fucking hands and knees playing with these kids, doing everything in their power to give us a break. They want to be as involved as possible. So it was glorious. I got to spend like three hours by myself on the beach one day, just reading and like no one needing me. And what a goddamn gift that is for a postpartum mom. My God. Come on in, take a seat. This episode, where did we even start? Oh, I'm back from maternity leave, but the brain is still not functioning. I'm not going to lie. I'm still very sleep deprived. My typical sleep right now is like 10 to 12, up probably around 12 or 1 to soothe, up again around like 3, 3.30 to soothe, and then up again around like 4 or 5 to feed, and then up at 7. So it's not much sleep. I'm not going to lie. Every once in a while, we kind of rotate nights now that I'm back at work. So I do get a sleep through the night if Joe's on like the night shift, but it's not much. Therefore, my brain is all over the place. But I am really proud of myself for prioritizing maternity leave. It went way too fast, in my opinion. I wish I had given myself longer, but alas, here we are. And I was not thinking about the fact that when I come back from mat leave in January, I don't have any episodes like ready to go. So we are now in a scramble of trying to get out episodes this month. And on that note, I feel like I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do for the show this year. I actually have a call after this with my producer to like kind of work through goals for the year because I have so much fun just like sitting down chit-chatting and vibing with you all. Even though it's just me right here, like this is so freeing for my ADHD brain to just sit and unleash all of my thoughts. And it's how I feel connected the most to you all as a community. And when I bring on people to have fun with, like that's the vibe that I enjoy the most as a host and as a listener. I listen to shows that are just one to two people having fun. It's not intense. It's more like laughs and inside jokes and that kind of thing. And Those are also the interviews I enjoy doing the most. I wouldn't even call them interviews, more conversations with people I know. So I think that's the vibe of 2024. Leaning less away from like every single thing has to be educational to more just like, can we have some fun and talk and feel like we're on a phone call? Let me know your thoughts on that. Slide into my DMs because TBD on the exact plan, but that's kind of the route I'm leaning towards. This episode is going to be a bunch of things that I just feel I want to talk to you all about that I haven't had the chance to. So I have a note in my phone of random thoughts for this episode, and this is just going to go in 20,000 different directions. So who the hell knows what this show is going to be titled, but here we go. So let's, I guess, start with Florida. We decided to go honestly, pretty last minute, two weeks before I called my dad and was like, I know mom was dying for us to go this week between Christmas and New Year's because we typically always go. And I had told her starting in September, like, don't even bring it up to me. I'm going to have a nine week old. It's not in the cards. Just like, don't even try. And I honestly respect her because something we're not great with is being told no. So we badger. And I say we because I do it as well. I can acknowledge that. And it's like a jackhammer until they say yes. And so I was really proud of her because she did not do that. And then 
I started to think maybe I want to go. Maybe I want to go. And then I realized that squash was going to be off school for like 10 days and that Joe was technically working and we didn't have childcare and it was going to be cold. And so I'd be in the house with the two kids with like nothing to do because most of our friends were also gone. And I then started to think that Florida sounded even better. And I was definitely afraid of the travel, but I was like, if we can just get there, it'll be worth it. So going into it, I was nervous about the flight, just in general, traveling with a kid is not ideal. Traveling with a newborn is even more daunting. And I hated the idea of packing, which sounds so fucking absurd, but packing, I don't know why, stresses me the hell out. But whatever, we did it. We got packed. We show up to the airport and we fly through security. Joe looks at me. He's like, oh my God. Okay. Hello. Amazing travel day. Like that was so easy. And I was like, we've we've been jinxed. Why, why would you say that until we land and walk in the front door of my parents? I'm so superstitious about that. And evidently he's not. But I kind of think I proved my point in this one because then we're sitting at the gate. We get Jersey Mike's. We're like, all right, let's just have like an early lunch. Then we'll get on the plane, whatever. And we get a text like your flight is an hour delayed. I'm like, okay, we can do that. No, no, no. We kept getting text after text after text. Delay, 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 delay. So it's now been like four hours of delays and they finally get us on the plane. Meanwhile, I just have to say, not that my kids will ever listen to this or know that I'm saying this, but shout out to them for being goddamn angels, because that would have been the straw that broke the camel's back. Like the saving grace is that they were so well behaved during this entire experience. And we tried to get Squash to sleep on like one of those new like lounge chairs in, I forget, I think it's Terminal C at Newark. It's so nice. And we like use Joe's sweatshirt as a pillow, my cardigan as a blanket. And we're like, please, for the love of God, just try to sleep. We do the whole like red light, green light thing in his room with his sound machine. I literally like screenshotted a photo of the color red and filled my phone with it. And I was like, look, the light is red, buddy. He did lay there for like 30 minutes under my cardigan, not ever asleep, but just like calmly resting. So I'll take it as when he then requested tea. I'm like, where is this coming from? I did, in fact, have to go get him a mint tea from Starbucks because my son is 70 years old. But we eventually get on the plane. And I'm going to do a full rundown on Instagram or TikTok or both, whatever, of everything we like packed, rented, ordered, and had at my parents because I do think traveling with kids can be really daunting. And I kind of feel like we did a really good job of it. So I will share that. But we get on the plane. We like get back to our seats. We are in the last row right in front of the bathroom, which honestly is pretty ideal with a baby because then I could just like get up and walk as much as possible and not really bother people. However, I was quite literally felt like a display at the zoo because everyone who's waiting in line for the bathroom was just like staring at October, like staring because I get it. It's hard not to look at babies. And then I'd eventually look up and then they'd be like, how old is he? Oh, my God. And I was in conversation with everyone the entire plane ride. Alas, we sit down, everyone's buckled, whatever. And the pilot comes on and there's no way to find out this pilot's name. Maybe there is, but I don't know it. But I just want to say I love him because he was like, guys, I'm so sorry. He was so genuine. He's like, I really, I hate to say this. I have bad news. We have to be delayed for another hour and a half. And it's not United's fault. It's no one's fault. There's just congestion at PBI, which I don't understand because they were like, 
there are too many planes landing, but don't you know when you schedule how many planes come into your airport that day? Anyway, and he said, I know there are a lot of kids on this plane. Let's all just remember everyone's trying their best. Let's approach everything with kindness, like remain calm. He was just so sweet. And I do think it changed the vibe. Everyone was like, okay, yes, sir, we can do this for you. Threw on Toy Story, sat there for an hour and a half. Squash kept being like, are we flying? Why aren't we flying? Why aren't we in the air? And then we finally took off. Thank the mother freaking Lord. I overpacked like a lunatic in terms of formula and snacks because Squash's dinner was just like an array of Ritz crackers, a chomps beef stick, two that's it bars and some trail mix on the plane. And October, I thought we were only really going to have to feed him one to two bottles, but I packed for like four to five just in case. And we used all of the formula I had, which gets me to another point. What would happen? Like, I don't think they sell formula at airports. And I definitely think they should because I don't know what I would have done had we run out. I mean, I would have walked up to every family I saw and asked, but like they probably had a specific stash. Who knows if it's the same formula like that baby could be breastfed, whatever. I was just very grateful for my overpacking and it had me thinking that airports should definitely be selling formula. I'm not big on New Year's resolutions, but one of my goals for this year is to get more protein in with my breakfast. I noticed that especially trying to wrangle two kids in the morning, my breakfast has just been taking a back seat and I'm definitely not getting the protein that I need to start my day. It leaves me feeling lightheaded and hungry just like a short hour after I eat, which is just like, I'm not a fan of that and I don't have time for it. So to do so, my go-to lately has been like a few links of breakfast sausage, two fried eggs, some avocado toast and a side of fruit. And like, yeah, I know that's extravagant and elaborate, but I'm freaking here for it. The star of this meal is my caraway frying pan. With naturally slick surfaces, I need minimal oil for slide off the pan eggs. And the cleanup is so easy. It legitimately takes only a few seconds, which with everything happening in our house in the morning, I don't have more time than that to clean. We switched to caraway cookware when we moved into our new house in January, and I don't envision us ever going back. Caraway's non-stick kitchenware makes cooking a breeze and cleanup easier than ever. Plus, their high-quality ceramic-coated kitchenware is free of PTFE, lead, and other toxic materials, and they come in the most beautiful colorway options. With our blue cabinets in the kitchen, I leaned fully in and went with a navy set, and I love the way it looks. Gone are the days of putting away all of our pots and pans to make the kitchen look organized and clean. I love the design so much that they are just displayed on our stovetop 24-7. With cookware, bakeware, storage, and tea kettles to choose from, there is something for everyone. If you want to upgrade your cookware, visit carawayhome.com slash Cameron to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to our listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash Cameron or use code Cameron at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. I joke about this a lot, but I swear our newborn has been in pajamas 99% of the time since he was born. I don't know if it's because of the different seasons in comparison to when our first was born or that he's just a second child and therefore is just going with the flow of what we're doing for our toddler. But pajamas are just 10 times easier to throw on and keep on for the day, just more than anything else. And especially when he's in his dreamland baby, Lux Weave Bamboo Pajamas. We are a big pajama household. And you all know how much I absolutely love to put the boys in matching sets. Like I'm not a matching 
outfit person unless they're pajamas and I cannot stop. Dreamland Baby has been one of our go-tos and favorites over the past year for our toddler. And now I love that they can match. Our toddler is in the two-piece set and our newborn is in their two-way zipper pajamas. I know there are a ton of pajamas for kids on the market right now, but we have been loving these as they are ultra soft, comfortable, and cute. The proprietary Luxwe fabric is custom milled from premium, breathable, and sustainable viscose from bamboo. It results in a product with buttery softness that is also naturally moisture wicking and breathable. And of course, most importantly, machine washable. Plus they have an absolutely non-negotiable for me in their one pieces, which is a two-way zipper. It makes for a fuss-free diaper change and I will never put our baby or gift pajamas without a two-way zipper because it is honestly such a game changer. Plus, if you have a little one, you will love that the Dreamland Baby Luxe Weave Bamboo Pajamas also come with their innovative dream cuffs. These prevent from scratching and keeping their hands and feet cozy as you simply just pull them over their fingers and toes to eliminate the need for additional booties or mittens. Exclusive discount for Freckles Foodie and Friends listeners. Go to dreamlandbabyco.com and enter my code Cameron at checkout to receive 20% off site-wide plus free shipping. This offer is for new and existing customers. While we were in Florida, it was so great to just relax and read and like be in the sunshine with them. We did trips to the beach. We were out in the pool. It was very enjoyable. Speaking of airport stuff, I had this thought, this memory, I guess you could say. Okay, if we're being honest, I'm going to take it back a step. And this is going to get into two other stories. So I got to figure out my direction. You know how I talk about like edible therapy when I take an edible and then I lay in bed and I work through like a ton of shit in my head. If you're a newer listener anyway, that's how I feel when I take edibles. And to the point where like I will work through and get to the root of something that we've been discussing for like multiple sessions in therapy. And then I'll come back the next week and I'm like, I figured it out. My edible therapy worked. And it's true. Like I get so deep in my head of like inner work that I work through emotions and things and I come to realizations and I have these like revelations of sorts. I can't explain it other than that. And on the flip side, I also will lay in bed and like that's how I think of all of my content ideas. And I think it's because my brain is finally like kind of quiet enough for me to feel creative and it's not distracted. And so I think of all these ideas and then I'll write them down on my phone and then I'll record videos like that week or whenever seems fit of what I thought about. Anyway, I thought about this TikTok I saw where I'll try and put it in the show notes. It's this guy and it's so funny. And he's like 35, I think he says, and he's in his bathroom in a sweat set. And he's like, who allowed me to be an adult? Like, I refuse to believe that I am the adult that I grew up with. Like, there is no way this, pointing at himself, was what my parents were when I was a kid. This, pointing at himself, was not who, like, the teachers were or my friend's parents or the doctors, etc. Like, what the fuck am I? Did we do, like, a rebrand of adults? Because I swear to God, this version of an adult is not what we were raised by. And I could not agree more. Like, I know I say this a lot, but I don't know who allowed me to adult. I don't know how I suddenly have two kids, a dog, and a fucking home. Like, literally don't understand. I still feel like I'm 13. I don't even know how old I feel, but it's not old enough to have kids and a home. And I just refuse to believe that, like, my mom was like this. Like, I just feel like my mom knew what the fuck she was doing. And she looked put together all the time. And she just seemed very adult-like. 
And I don't know if adults have had a rebrand with our generation or I don't know what the answer is. But I was thinking about this when I was laying in bed after an edible the other night. It had me thinking about specifically like airports. When I was little, my mom used to have this very specific beige suit. I have like such vivid memories of it. And she would wear it for every time she flew. She was a very anxious flyer. So this was like her way of controlling things. So she would wear this beige suit. Mom, we need to talk about this. Call me after you listen to this episode. And she also would wear this necklace that she now wears every day, but it had like these three buckle shoe charms, one for each of like her daughters. And it was like her flying necklace and her flying outfit. And when we were little, when we would go to the airport for any type of family trip, I remember it being a thing that like we weren't allowed to wear leggings or sweatpants. Like we had to be in quote unquote real clothes and like look presentable. Why? I don't fucking know. But I do remember that being a thing. And then I was thinking about the way that I show up to an airport. Not only sure, like whatever, when I was in my early 20s, but now as a mom, I'm like schlepping around the place in leggings, sneakers, a like oversized hoodie. My hair hasn't been washed in days. Maybe I'm wearing a baseball hat. Like I do not look fucking put together at all with a backpack on. If I could compare myself to the vision or visual of my mom in her pristine fucking beige suit with heels and this charm necklace with probably a nice ass bag and her three children. It just could not be more different. And I can't figure out if it's just the difference between me and my mother, or if it's like this generational thing and our generation has just rebranded what looking like an adult is. So I, I'm going to do a poll on my stories. Like, does anyone actually feel like an adult? Because I sure shit do not. And I feel like some people have their shit together, but I definitely don't feel like I do. And on that note of edibles, that was, this, this is just taking like so many turns. On that note of edibles, I I'm done breastfeeding. So I've returned to cannabis, I guess you could say. You know, I know I talked about this on my stories, asking for articles and feedback, et cetera, on cannabis and breastfeeding. And I don't even feel like I ever had a second to fully dive into it all because when I got information was when I started like the prodromal labor experience and that just took over my life. And then I was thrown into postpartum and then just not having the easiest postpartum experience with October, just him being like more maintenance and not having a second for myself. So I wasn't even interested at that point. And had I breastfed for longer, I'm sure I would have looked into it more to make like a decision. But all that to say, I didn't partake in any of it while I was breastfeeding. And then when I stopped, there were nights where then I was not doing any of the feedings, whether it was Joe or when we still had our night nurse. But it's also just like the amount I am consuming is the smallest low dose, but it just lets my brain quiet a little bit. And it's so wonderful personally for me to be back in a place where I feel the slight autonomy, is that the word, over my body to like do things that are solely for me and not having to constantly worry about, like, I don't know how to say this. I think for me, stopping breastfeeding is such a freeing experience. And I felt zero guilt this time. And I don't think I really did the first time. I was more sad because I actually enjoyed the act of it, but I knew it was the right decision for us to stop. This time I did not enjoy the act of it whatsoever because it wasn't helpful for either of us. And so I knew stopping was the right thing as well. And feeling like I now had a slight control over my body, whether it be consuming things that I wanted to consume because I now 
just had to worry about myself. Like even I wasn't eating dairy because I was so worried about the gas and the reflux and all that. And constantly having to think like 10 more steps about what I'm doing because through my breast milk, it's impacting my child. I don't know if any of this is fucking making sense, but I feel a slight, slight freedom now that I've stopped and I am so happy for that. I've said this time and time again, but we deserve to have clothes that fit us and make us feel good. This postpartum period and honestly, all of my pregnancy made dressing somewhat difficult for me. And it turned into an emotional experience that I do not enjoy. The amount of fits I have thrown in my closet because things do not fit me over the past I don't know, two months of postpartum is embarrassing. Thankfully, I am back to relying on my Newly subscription to guarantee I have items in my closet that not only fit me, but that I also love. Newly is a subscription clothing rental company that allows you to have fun and get creative with your style. They have everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Since my body is still changing, I love that I can get access to clothes that fit my current body without having to purchase them in case things change again down the road. Right now, all I want to do is be back in jeans, but my body just simply does not fit in the collection I own from before pregnancy because of course it took nine fucking months to make this baby. It's not just going to go back to how it was before, especially not two months after. Instead of buying new pairs right now, I've been renting ones two sizes up with Newly, and I am so grateful to the huge selection I have to choose from. You have access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands, and they have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. With fast and free shipping and returns, the items arrive right to my door, and I even have the option to buy pieces that I rent and fell in love with, and sometimes they're up to 70% off. Plus, it curbs the feeling that you always need to like buy something new for upcoming events. So you are without a doubt saving money in the end. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code Cameron20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter code Cameron20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code Cameron20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. The other story I wanted to tell about Florida was at one point, my mom told me like, oh, we got this new toilet. And she's like, it's this fancy new toilet, whatever. And I'm like, okay, oh, cool. Like not, I didn't think it was a big deal. I thought it was kind of like a bidet, but I didn't realize that it had like this fucking remote and all these different things, whatever. So while we're in Florida, our bathroom, like to our bedroom ends up kind of breaking of sorts. Like the shower doesn't work, the toilet gets clogged, whatever. So we can't use it. And I had taken it edible and I like, luckily, I'm just going to state this before anyone judges me. Both children were asleep and I was not in charge of any feeding that night. And there were people in the home who were able to take care of the children should they need help. I misdosed myself and I was definitely still functioning, but I was high and like higher than I would have liked to be. And I go, I have to go pee and it's like 10 o'clock at night and our bathroom isn't working. So I'm like, I'm just going to go into my parents and their door was open. I guess my mom like didn't know I went into the bathroom. So I go into the bathroom, I'm sitting on the toilet and she'd been fucking raving about this toilet all day long, telling me how cool it was. So I look at the remote and I'm like, oh, I'll check it out. I push these buttons. I don't know what the hell I push. Water was squirting in places. It definitely should not be squirting. I could not turn it off. It was so aggressive. I am like freaking the hell out. I'm screaming, screaming because I truly felt violated by this toilet down there. Like the water pressure, the angle, all of it was just not what I wanted at all in that moment. 
I'm yelling, trying to figure it out. The more I push the button, the more intense it gets. I guess there was like a stop button at the top. I didn't know I had to hit. My mom comes running in. She's like, what the fuck is happening? I'm like, mom, I literally am being violated by the water in your toilet. Like, why would you ever brag about this thing? I despise it. Then she's like, oh, you just have to hit the dryer. Then there's this air blowing. Like, I- I'm sorry. We don't need to overcomplicate things. Like a toilet is a toilet. I just need to pee and poop and wipe myself. And it does not need to have 20,000 fucking gadgets. So that was on my note of things that I just wanted to update you all on because I don't know why. That's just how my brain works. Something happens to me and I'm like, I need to tell this in a podcast. Probably fucked. Who knows? Some other stuff that's been happening lately is, or that I want to talk about, I guess. And I feel like this could be an entire episode and maybe it will be, but Now that we're kind of like, we're definitely still in technically the newborn phase, I guess the fourth trimester newborn is like three months. So we're in it. But I think it's baby baby phase is still, in my opinion, like last way longer than three months. But anyway, now that we're out of the like fresh, fresh, fresh newborn, I am able to reflect on the fact that like, I just did not like the newborn phase this time around. The first time around, it was all so new. And I absolutely struggled with postpartum anxiety and intrusive thoughts that I didn't experience this time around. And I feel so grateful for. So I'm not saying it was a walk in the park whatsoever the first time, but I did feel this like deep, deep, deep connection to squash and really enjoyed every moment and the like laziness of it all and the just being with him and not doing much and all of that. And this time around, I was like, I'm so fucking bored. And I'm not bored in the sense of like, I'm bored and I have time to do stuff. I'm bored in the sense of I'm constantly doing these tasks for a newborn. Like by the time you feed, then you burp, then you change, then you do tummy time. Then you try to put them down for a nap. Then they're actually napping. Then you have X amount of time and then you get back and you do it all over again. So you never have like ample time to really do anything. But in your head, you're thinking of all the things you want or could be doing. But the reality is you don't have time to tackle those tasks. So then you're just kind of stuck in these moments, like these small windows of time, feeling bored. And maybe it's because now with a toddler, they give so much back. Like I have full conversations with Squash. I have so much fun with him. We do activities. We just like have so much fun. And then a newborn is just like a potato. Like, I'm sorry, they don't give you anything. And I almost feel the first time around because it was all so new. It was like, ah, so exciting, everything. And the second time it's like, okay, yep, we're just doing a whole lot of nothing. And I don't mean that in a mean way, just kind of feels boring. And now that he's like smiling and giving me a little bit more, it's more enjoyable. And he's a little bit more sturdy. Like we can do a little bit more. It's not the fragility of it all. I just did not enjoy this newborn experience. And if I'm being completely transparent and honest, I did not feel the same connection. I think I felt it right away where it was this like, you're mine. I love you. You're my child. I'll do anything for you. But over time, those first like maybe six-ish weeks were really hard for me. And I think harder than I did. I do think I came to terms with it and I realized it and I spoke with people in my life about it, but I haven't shared it on here. Hard in the sense of feeling kind of resentment, which I don't love saying, but it's true because it almost felt like taking away from my time and relationship with my toddler. And I felt so protective over 
squash. And I know I've said that before, but like protective of him, protective of our relationship, protective of our time together and feeling like towards our baby, like, well, don't get in the middle of this. Like, don't mess with what we have. Don't take from us. Where in reality, of course, he's going to like, he's going to need my time. He's going to need my attention. And it's going to come from my time and attention that I give to my toddler. And I hated that. I remember like one moment journaling and just fucking hysterically crying when I really realized that that was the emotion I was feeling. And I think it's just taken time for me to kind of like come to terms with this new normal and simultaneously feel more connected to our baby, which is helping with the time that I'm giving to him that's spent away from our toddler. But it's a fucking ride. Like, I know that this was my biggest fear about having a second of like, how will I ever love someone as much? And I do think the love is different in a way. In a way, it's similar in the sense of like, I would do fucking anything for you, anything. But it is different in the way that this, this is weird to say. I almost feel like our toddler, like my first is like my soulmate. Like, because we got through some dark times together and he was the thing that I kept holding on to in those moments of like, I'm going to get through this for you. And like, he got me through, maybe it's like a sense of codependency, which probably isn't great. And then with my second, it's like, you're going to be my best friend. Like, we're just going to have so much fun together. We're going to do things because I feel way less anxious over things that I felt the first time around. And it's way more laissez-faire, roll with the punches, go with the flow. He gets the seasoned version of me. Maybe that's what it is. And it's interesting talking about this with my friends who either had their second around the same time as me, whereas like some of us are having different experiences where like the first was just higher maintenance than their second. And so the first time they hated the newborn phase and now they're actually enjoying it. Whereas I felt like my second is higher maintenance than my first was. And the first time around, I really enjoyed the newborn phase. And this time I'm like, oh my fucking God, not for me. But also speaking with some of my friends who just said they're first and they're asking me questions about like wake windows and sleep schedules and stuff. And I'm like, I wish I could explain to you that like the obsession does not help, but it's an experience that so many of us have to go through the first time because it takes that first time to realize the second time around, like, oh, that doesn't really matter as much as I ever thought it did. And I say this even like when I think about sleep, like our second is not nearly sleeping as well as our first did. And we are quite literally doing almost everything the same. And that's what makes me realize like, it's not me. It's not you as a parent. It's just the fucking baby. It's how the baby comes out. It's how they decide to sleep. It's like nature versus nurture. I think they both exist together. And there was a part of me that was comparing our second so deeply to our first. Like I caught myself and I was like, they're fucking different babies. Like that's the reality. He's not sleeping through the night like the first did because he's not the first. They are different children. Like they're different humans. And I mean that so wholeheartedly to whatever you are like comparing your child to in another child, they're not going to be a carbon copy of that child, whether it's someone else's kid or your other kid, et cetera. Honestly, that goes with like us as humans. Like the comparison thing is so funny because we're all so fucking different. That's really all I have for you today. This took many different angles. I don't even know where it went or how we're going to sum up any of this in the title of the episode. But thanks for sticking through. Would love to hear your thoughts as always. Send me a message. And if you enjoyed, please feel free to rate, review, 
don't feel free. I would appreciate it. Share with your friends, share the love. And you know what? 2024. Oh my God, I forgot the whole point of why I was saying I liked being off the social media the first week of the year. Okay. The reason being when I came back, I felt like every single fucking thing I saw was like either the aesthetic vibe 2023 recap video, which like love that for people, but could not even contemplate trying to go through all of the content. The vid- Like, I don't know why that stresses me out. I'm like, oh my God, how would I even do this? And then I get stressed out about all of the videos I have of my kids. And then I get stressed out that like, I'm going to lose them somehow, or I'm going to forget about all everything that's happened. Then everything else was like ins and outs of 2023, 2024. Like, can we, can we just chill for a second? Like, I just felt so overwhelmed by the new year social media energy. Then I'm like, can we just not? I don't know. I just felt very stressed of like, fuck, I'm not ready to like sit down and assess what my life needs to change just because it's a day, January 1st. So if you didn't either, I'm right there with you. That's where I wanted to go. So forget how I just got on this tangent again, but oh, I hope you enjoyed the first episode of 2024. This is not even the first episode. An episode has already released. Hope you enjoyed the first solo episode of 2024. And we're going to have to figure out what this year brings for the show together because, you know, we're adapting, we're changing, we're growing, evolving, all of the things I need to stop talking because my brain doesn't work, but I love you. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I have so much fun recording the show. It is my favorite part of my job and truly is what lights me up. Your feedback and response to every episode is what keeps me going. And if this episode resonated with you, please feel free to DM me over on Instagram or share on your stories. If you are looking for a way to support the show, please rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. It means the world to me and it really helps the show grow. Please also make sure to hit subscribe so that you are up to date with new episodes coming at you every Wednesday morning. And of course, please be sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at at Cameron Oaks Rogers. I love you and I appreciate your support so much. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.